You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. It has been a minute since I was able to share a podcast episode with you, and truthfully, I love the podcast. It's one of the things that I enjoy doing, but when I am a little over busy, the podcast is something that has to take a back seat for other priorities in church, so it's been a little while since I've been able to share with you. But I'd love to see if I can get two episodes a week out for you this fall, and here's why. The reason the podcast is valuable to me is because it gives our church family the opportunity between Sundays and Wednesdays to remember that every day of the week we belong to Jesus and we belong to each other. We are a church on mission together. And the podcast helps us remember that even when we're not going to see each other in a corporate gathering. Today I want to talk a little bit about uh, our sermon series. We're preaching about Exodus. I'm preaching a sermon series called Be Free. And frankly, I am enjoying the content. I love preparing the sermons and I have enjoyed submitting to them even before you guys get to hear them. The Lord's done good work in my life and I hope that he's doing good work in yours. But I want to talk to you about kind of an unusual topic that I might not get to flesh out directly in any one particular sermon. And that's that the Exodus in the Old Testament becomes kind of a model or a template to help people understand how God set us free from sin in the New Testament. In other words, Jesus comes in like Moses and becomes a deliverer. And there's it's not as clear in some passages, but let me give you some examples of what I'm thinking about. Let's fast forward our minds all the way from ancient Egypt under uh, Pharaoh and slavery with Moses as the deliverer. Let's fast forward to the New Testament when God's sons and daughters uh, had been exiled by Babylon, their temple destroyed. Many of them still live scattered around the nations uh, without as much hope as you would love for them to have. And their Messiah arrives on the scene. But let's set the stage in Matthew's gospel. In Matthew's gospel, King Herod becomes uh, concerned. He's concerned that there's going to be a king of the Jews and that that king would threaten his reign. And so King Herod decides to take care of this problem by destroying any Hebrew baby that might be a threat to his rule. So what he does, he goes into Bethlehem and has his soldiers kill the babies born in Bethlehem. Well, that should be deja vu for those of us who've been reading the Exodus sermon series, because what did Pharaoh do when he believed the Israelites were a threat to his rule? He threw them in the Nile River. So you have a Pharaoh in the Old Testament who is killing Hebrew babies. um, And in the New Testament, when Jesus comes onto the scene, when he's born in Bethlehem, you, you have, in this case, a Jewish king, Uh, Herod the Great, who's destroying Hebrew babies because he thinks that they might be a threat to his rule. So a very similar similar, uh, storyline developing. The next thing that's powerful is that Mary and Joseph, to find refuge from uh, King Herod, they actually have to go to Egypt. And so the Holy Family flees to Egypt, probably using the gifts that were given by the, the Magi, by the wise men, to fund their days as refugees. But what's interesting about that is that when King Herod dies, God appears to them and tells them they can go home. And they're called out of Egypt 
to return to the Holy Land. And there's a reference uh, to a prophecy in Hosea where Hosea talks about uh, God calling his people out of Egypt. And the, the intent is to help the reader understand that Jesus is reliving the story of Israel. He is coming to take Israel's place, to be their substitute, to die on a cross so that their, his God's people would not have to stand and pay for their sins, that they could have their sins atoned by their Messiah, just as you and I have in Jesus. He was coming to take their place. And one of the ways that he made that super clear is that he is almost following the footprint that his people had in their greatest moment of deliverance in the Old Testament. Um, he's born in the midst of a powerful king, destroying the most power, powerless uh, Hebrew children. He is called into Egypt so that he can be delivered out of Egypt into the Holy Land where God will use his life. Another thing that I think is interesting in Matthew's gospel, um, especially, is that before Jesus is uh, before Jesus begins his public ministry, he's tested and tempted by the devil. Right. Well, that testing, that temptation, takes place where in the wilderness. Forty days in the wilderness, Jesus is tested by Satan, and he even responds to Satan's temptations with quotations uh, from the wilderness period. For example. You know, Satan says, turn this stone into a bread and into bread. I know you're hungry. And Jesus says, no, you know, the Bible says that uh, man will live uh, not by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's something that Moses wrote, something that Moses said in Deuteronomy chapter eight, when Moses was referencing manna, which happens in Exodus chapter 16. So these these things that we're reading about in Exodus they lay a foundation uh, for understanding Jesus coming to deliver his people, not, not from oppression uh, by Pharaoh for making, making bricks, but oppression from sin, from Satan, from death, from hell. Jesus came to set us free. But as he comes, he comes in the same paradigm as Moses, especially to communicate to Israel that Jesus is their Messiah coming to take their place to stand in for them. He's living out their storyline. Last thing I'll offer on this particular podcast episode, our last sermon series before Exodus was, can you remember? I hope you got it. It was Sermon on the Mount. I preached about the Sermon on the Mount this summer. And it's interesting to me that in Matthew's gospel, Matthew was thoroughly Jewish. In Matthew's gospel, after Jesus has been baptized and after Jesus has been um, tested in the wilderness for 40 days, he goes up on a mountain to teach. And his teaching is a direct interaction with the law of God. You know, in fact, especially uh, in chapter five, Jesus is directly interacting with the law of Moses, interpreting the law of Moses, telling God's people that if they want to be uh, his his kingdom of priests, his people, this is what their life should look like. So, as I'm talking about Jesus going up on a mountainside to interpret the law of God, does that bring back? any imagery from the book of Exodus. Well, it should. Moses goes up on Mount Sinai and he brings down the law of God. 
So as you read the Gospels, they're, they're laid out very much evoking the memory of the things that you and I are studying on Sunday mornings. So I hope that you will continue uh, to read through the book of Exodus as I preach through the book of Exodus. And I hope often it will point your mind towards the way Jesus has delivered us from sin according to the same pattern that God delivered his people from slavery to Pharaoh in the Old Testament because God's character and heart have not changed. What you watched God do uh, in the Exodus under Moses is made perfect and more complete in the deliverance he brings all of us through Jesus. So just wanted to get you guys thinking. Thank you very much for tuning into the sermon series. I'm enjoying preaching it. Thanks for taking the opportunity to listen to this podcast episode. I hope you have a terrific day serving Jesus. God bless you.